Section 10 of The Pearl Fountain and Other Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Pearl Fountain and Other Fairy Tales by Bridget and Julia Cavanaugh. Batty. There were three princesses once who were very beautiful and very proud. Each princess built herself a palace with a turret to it. When the turrets were nearly finished, the princesses, having heard of the three silver bells of fairyland, wished to have them to roof their turrets with. They sent out a proclamation offering to marry the kings who would get the bells for them. No kings, however, caring to make the attempt, the princesses said they would take up with princes. When this too failed, they sent out a third proclamation, saying they would marry the men who brought them the bells, no matter who and what they might be. Upon this, a great many young men set off for fairyland and tried to get in and bring back the bells in order to marry the princesses. But they all failed, no doubt, for not one of them ever appeared again. So the princesses remained unmarried and the turrets unroofed, and all on account of the three silver bells of fairyland. Well, about this very same time, there lived a poor woodcutter and his wife, who had three sons. The first was Big Billy, the second was Bigger Billy, and the third was Biggest Billy. When the first Billy was born, the woodcutter said, What a fine child! When the second Billy came, the woodcutter said, That child is very large. But when he saw the third Billy, the poor woodcutter cried out, This is a giant! How shall I ever feed him and his brothers? Indeed, the three boys grew up so tall, so stout, and so large, that everyone called them the giants, and they were as awkward and as ungainly as they were big. They were good for nothing, said their father, but to mar his work, fill the place, and eat him out of house and home. There were a great many bats in the old tower, and looking at them, the woodcutter used to say, I would rather have a bat for a child than another billy. The tower stood on the borders of a forest, which was close to fairyland. The fairies thought they would give the woodcutter his wish, and the next child his wife had, instead of being a girl, was the prettiest little bat in the world. The woodcutter was very angry at first, but his wife said to him, I wonder at you. Bats are dear little things to begin with, and this is the dearest little bat I ever saw. Besides, you will see how nice it will look when I have dressed it. The woodcutter's wife made her little bat a pair of red mittens and a pair of red stockings, and when she had them on, she looked so well and so pretty in them that her father began to like her. The giants, too, were very fond of Batty and helped to nurse her until she was strong enough to fly. She, too, was very fond of them and would hang from them when she wanted a nod in the daytime or wheel about their heads of an evening. But after all, there was nothing she liked so well as sleeping in the old tower all day and flitting about it at night. She got on very well with the other bats, for though they were all much older than she was, they thought a great deal of her on account of her red mittens. The woodcutter liked Batty, chiefly because she gave him no trouble, and cost him nothing, but the three poor billies he hated more and more. They are good for nothing but to sleep, eat, and drink, he would say. If they had any spirit, they would never stay here. If they can do nothing else, can't they go for the three silver bells of fairyland? But if they do, I shall never see them again, said the woodcutter's wife, crying. Batty, who was hanging by her heels in a dark corner of the room, heard all this, 
and wondered what it meant. Mother, said she, as soon as her father was out, what are the three silver bells of fairyland, and why does father want my brothers to go for them? Her mother then told her the story of the three princesses who had offered to marry the young men who would bring them back the bells with which they wished to roof their turrets. But if my billies go to fairyland, said the woodcutter's wife, I know I shall never see them again. Do not fret, mother, said Batty. If my brothers go to fairyland, I shall go with them and bring them safe home. This comforted the woodcutter's wife a little, for she knew that Batty was very clever and could take good care of the giants. Batty went at once to an old bat who lived in the tower and asked her how she was to go to fairyland. It is the easiest thing in the world, answered the old bat. Wait till the moon is up, get on a moonbeam, and it will take you straight to fairyland. Batty did as the old bat told her. She waited till the moon was up, got on a moonbeam, and soon found herself in fairyland, close to the king's palace. She saw the three silver bells in a belfry shining in the moonlight, and she was flitting about them when the fairy, whose business it was to watch the bells, cried out, Who goes there? Little Batty, said she, what brings you here? I came to see the silver bells. That's all very well, said the fairy, but the king must have a look at you. He took Batty before the king and the queen of the fairies, who as soon as they saw her cried out, Why, that is little Batty. We know her by her red mittens. Well, Batty, so you have come to see fairyland, and what do you think of it? I think I never saw so fine a place, said Batty, but may it please your majesties to tell me what is the use of these silver bells up in the belfry? These bells, said the king, are to waken us in the morning, to call us to dinner at noon, and to send us to sleep at night. Would you like the queen to let you have a look at them, Batty? Batty answered that she would very much like to see the bells, so the queen took her up to the belfry, showed her the bells, and then said, I think you had better go now, Batty. We like you very well, but we want no strangers here. Come, get up on the moonbeam and be off. Batty got up on the moonbeam, and she was at home in the old tower long before day. No one asked her where she had been, and Batty said nothing about it. The older the giants grew, the more they slept, ate, and drank, and the more their father disliked them. At length he told them one evening that they must go out into the world and seek their fortunes there. How are we to seek our fortunes? asked the three billies. Go to fairyland, get the three silver bells, and marry the three princesses, answered their father, and he turned them out of the tower and locked the door upon them, without even letting them bid their mother goodbye. Do not fret, mother, said little Batty, flying out of the window after her brothers. I shall bring them safe home. Batty, said Big Billy, do you know the way to fairyland? It is up a moonbeam, answered Batty, but you are all three are too big to get up on a moonbeam. You must let me go there alone, and wait here in the forest till I come back. The giants agreed to this. Batty got up on a moonbeam and went off to fairyland, whilst they stayed in the forest and went to sleep. This they did standing, each leaning against a tree, for as their father had no beds large enough for them, he had accustomed them to sleep so, resting against the wall. When Batty got off the moonbeam this time, she found that she was close to the moon. She thought that it looked very dull. I must see what is the matter with that moon, said she to herself. She opened it, looked in, and saw that it was sadly in want of cleaning. Well, I am sure, thought Batty, I wonder at the fairies, I do, to keep their moon so untidy. 
she shut up the moon again and went to the king's palace she peeped in at the window of a room in which the king and the queen were talking together and heard what they were saying fairies are such fickle creatures that they are always changing everything and one of their great fancies is to widen or to narrow fairyland as their whim may be now the king wanted fairyland to be widened and the queen wanted it to be narrowed that very night for it is only at night when the moon is down that the fairies can do this and that was what they were talking about fairyland is already too large as it is said the queen the fairies are always gadding about i shall not widen it much said the king i shall only take in the big oak in the forest to pass a review under it and when the review is over we can narrow fairyland back again and put the big oak out to-morrow night as soon as the moon is down the queen agreed to this and batty having heard enough got up on the moonbeam again and went off to the forest she woke her brothers and making them stand against the great oak tree she bade them wait there till they found themselves in fairyland and mind said batty that you do not stir hand or foot till you hear the three silver bells tinkle for once it is day the fairies cannot turn you out till night comes round again the three billies who knew how wise batty was promised to obey her and in order not to be tempted to leave the great oak tree they went fast asleep as soon as they stood leaning against it the moment the silver bells rang the king of the fairies went to look at the tree and the queen went with him when they saw the three giants standing against the oak and still fast asleep they were amazed and disgusted they did not know what to do with such big creatures and they went home to the palace to consult together on the matter that comes of taking in the great oak said the queen never mind the great oak now said the king but since we cannot turn these monsters out before night what are we to do with them in the meanwhile the queen said one thing and the king said another thing and they were beginning to quarrel when batty who was flitting near the window put in her word if you please those are my three brothers said batty and you can make them very useful if you like and pray who are you asked the queen if you please i am little batty then show me your red mittens batty showed her red mittens and the queen was satisfied still she said that is all very well batty but your brothers are too big to be of any use to us if you please said batty i have seen that fairyland is rather untidy and my brothers could clean it up for you in no time besides you have been taking in a great many insects with the oak ants caterpillars and the like and my brothers will catch and destroy them every one the king and queen did not much like that but as they could not turn out the giants till it was night again they agreed to make them useful for that day when the bells had just done ringing the giants awoke batty took them at once to the king who set them to work and be quick about it too said the king for you have only this day to do it in out of fairyland you go to-night the three billies began cleaning up fairyland and hunting all the ants and caterpillars that had come in with the great oak but when the king saw the clumsy way they set about it he cried out stop stop you are rooting up all the trees and treading on all the fences that will never do then he called batty and scolded her finally for all the mischief her brothers were doing poor batty went off to the three giants but she found that if the king was not pleased with them they were not pleased with the king for the moment they saw her they cried out batty we are starving the king gives us nothing to eat but honey and dew that will never do for us out of fairyland we go to-night 
ah but think of the silver bells said batty we do not care about the silver bells answered the giants we want to eat would you like fish asked batty the giants answered they would like anything that was not honey and dew but that eat they must batty went back to the king may it please your majesty said she i can see that the large fish pond in front of your palace wants cleaning my brothers could clean it for you today whilst you are reviewing your army under the big oak tree i don't know that the pond wants cleaning said the king yes it does said the queen and batty's brothers will do it beautifully so off the king and the queen went to the review and whilst they were away the three billies cleaned the pond and ate all the fish well have you had enough asked batty enough said the giants we are as hungry as ever you must get us out of fairyland tonight or we shall starve outright batty batty had something to do to persuade them to try fairyland for one night more and when they had agreed to stay the king came back saw that his fish was gone and called batty to give her another scolding batty begged his pardon said her brothers were very hungry and promised that they would never do it again of course not said the king all the fish is eaten bid your brothers not stir from the oak tree for out of fairyland they go with it tonight that is a pity replied batty for if my brothers go i must go too yet i see the moon is very dull here and i could clean it up for you if you gave me something handsome dear me said the queen clean the moon up how nice that would be the moon is dull as batty says and we can scarcely see to dance at night and how will you clean the moon batty batty said she would rather not tell but she knew she could do it if she got something handsome something to take away out of fairyland as a keepsake said batty the queen was mad for getting the moon clean and she persuaded the king into having it done that very night she also promised batty to let her take away whatever she pleased out of fairyland as soon as it was night batty flew up to the moon opened it got in and cleaned it thoroughly with her wings till it was as bright as bright could be and all the fairies who were looking on below clapped their hands they were so glad to see the moon shine as it had never shone before when the moon was quite clean batty came down to the king and the queen of the fairies and dropping them a curtsy she said please have i cleaned the moon to your liking you have cleaned it beautifully said they and now make haste and mention the keepsake you wish for we like you very well batty but we shall narrow fairyland as soon as the moon is down and the big oak and your brothers must all be back in the forest by peep of day then please answered batty i will have the three silver bells in the belfry above the palace the bells our bells cried the king and the queen why batty don't you know that we can neither waken in the morning nor eat at noon nor sleep at night if we do not hear our bells ask for something else batty said they had promised her what she liked that she liked the bells and nothing but the bells would she have nonsense said the king and the queen we cannot do without our bells so you must think of something else that we can give you batty with that they went off to dance by the light of the moon which batty had cleaned so well all the fairies young and old went after them and the fairy who watched the bells went to dance with the rest batty flew at once to the great oak tree and bade big billy come with her to the palace when they were there batty got up into one of the bells hung from the clapper so that it should make no noise then said big billy take down that bell put it on wrap it round you walk with it to the great oak tree stay there and do not stir big billy did as he was bid 
He stood on tiptoe, took down the bell, put it on, rolled himself well into it, then walked to the great oak tree and stood there as quiet as any mouse. Batty then got out of the bell, took bigger Billy to the palace, and hanging from the clapper of the second bell, she made him take it down. This he did quite easily, being taller than his brother. Bigger Billy, having put on the bell, wrapped himself well in it, walked off with it to the great oak tree, and stood there as quiet as any mouse. When this was done, Batty and Biggest Billy went for the third bell, which he picked up, he was so tall. He put it on, wrapped himself in it, took it to the great oak tree, and stayed there as quiet as any mouse, whilst Batty flitted about to see that all was right. The giants slept till sunrise, then they awoke and called out, Batty, are we out of fairyland, and can we take off our bells? We are so hungry. You are out of fairyland, answered Batty, but you must not think of eating yet. You must keep on the bells and walk straight on till you come to the palaces of the princesses. You cannot miss the way. The bells know all about it. As soon as you are married to the princesses, you may roof the turrets with the bells, but mind you do not roof the turrets first. And now I shall go and take a nod somewhere, for I cannot bear daylight, and I feel very sleepy. The giants did as Batty bade them. They walked straight on, and never took off the bells till they came to the palaces of the three princesses, who nearly went wild with joy when they saw the silver bells they had wished for so long. Oh, you dear good giants, they cried, what shall we do for you? The three billies answered in a breath, give us something to eat. We come from fairyland where all we had was honey and dew and a little fish. Poor fellows, said the three princesses, you shall have plenty to eat, but will you not roof our turrets with the bells whilst your dinner is getting ready? The three giants were very good-natured, and they did as the princesses bade them. They roofed the turrets with the bells, then sat down to dinner. When dinner was over and they had eaten enough, they asked the princesses to marry them, but the princesses only laughed at them. Marry you, said they, who ever heard of princesses marrying giants? No, no, but if you will stay and watch the bells, we will give you plenty to eat, and that will do very well for you. The giants were rather vexed at being tricked, but they were very easy giants, and they did not know what to do, so they agreed to stay and watch the bells. When Batty had taken a long sleep, she thought she would like to know how her brothers were getting on. So she flew and flew till she came to the three palaces, and there she found the three billies, not married to the princesses, but each sitting in a turret and each watching a bell. Oh, that's the way the princesses keep their word, is it, said Batty. Well, I shall soon settle that. Up she got on a moonbeam, for it was a fine moonlight night, and off she went to fairyland. She found the king and the queen and all the fairies in such a commotion as had never been for the loss of the three silver bells. As soon as they saw her, they all cried out, Oh, Batty, Batty, what have you done? You have taken our bells, and we can neither waken nor eat nor sleep till we get them back again. Only tell us where our bells are, Batty, and you shall have three wishes from us. Will you be a beautiful girl, Batty? Thank you, answered Batty, but I like flitting about at night and hanging from my heels in the day, and if I were a beautiful girl, I could not do that, so I think I shall stay as I am if you please. Then what will you have, Batty, to tell us where the bells are? cried all the fairies. Well, said Batty, my brothers are very fine men, but they are rather big. I should like them to be shorter. Done, cried all the fairies, and now where are the bells? Wait a bit, said Batty, my brothers are very good-natured, but they are very stupid. 
I should like them to be clever. The fairies again cried, Done, and asked Batty what more she would have to tell them where the bells were. I shall think it over, said Batty. As to the bells, they are roofing the three turrets of the three palaces belonging to the three princesses who were to marry my three brothers, but would not. When the fairies heard this, they were as wild with joy as the princesses had been when they got the bells, and as the moon was down, they widened fairyland at once, and the bells, the palaces, the princesses, and the three billies were all in before you could have said Jack Robinson. I declare, said Batty to her brothers, you are no longer giants, but as handsome, well-sized, and clever-looking men as I ever saw. Take off these bells and put them back in the belfry of my palace, said the king of the fairies. Yes, and we will keep the palaces lest any one should be tempted to steal our bells again, said the queen. Just so, said the king, and since the princesses were so fond of our bells, why they shall stay and ring them for us. When the princesses heard they were to remain in fairyland forever and ring the bells there, they cried and wrung their hands and were distracted with grief and begged very hard to be allowed to go back to the world again. No, we cannot let you go, said the king, and indeed I shall keep Batty and her brothers too. Batty will clean the moon for us when it gets dull again, and her brothers are so clever now that they will be quite useful. Stop a bit, cried Batty. You owe me a wish yet for telling you where the bells were. Well, then please to let my brothers and me out of fairyland. Oh, please take us with you, cried the three princesses to the three giants. Only get us out of fairyland and we will marry you directly. But it was too late. Done, had cried all the fairies, and in a moment Batty and her brothers were in the old tower again. The woodcutter and his wife were both as glad as glad could be to see their children. I knew traveling would do you good, said their father to the three billies, and indeed the brothers were so clever now that they got on famously and became great men in no time. Batty, too, was very happy, but she had her wish and remained Batty all the days of her life. End of section 10